Welcome into another episode of Mike Up here on the call in app where you can get us exclusively every weekday morning right here at 10 a.m. again on the call in app. It's super easy to join. All you have to do, go search it um, in your Apple apps app and then find us. It's call in C-A-L-L-I-N. Do a search for Mike Up or you can find myself or Big Country. We are brought to you by the great folks at MidAmerica RV. Why work from home in your office could be in Yellowstone. 2022 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. And the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV for Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at midamericarv.com. Big country, great to see you today. One thing I do love about the call-in app is I can see who is listening along mm-hmm. with us. And I didn't know you had a bigger brother, but a bigger country yeah. in the show today. Yeah. Is this a, I don't know if this is like a, a different account for you that you made. Is this like a super <laughs> fan? I don't know what's happening. I don't either, but I, I absolutely love it. I noticed that they had subscribed to the show right before we hopped on. I was like, what in the world is this? And then the picture is me asleep in the car, which you took in a video. And if you haven't seen it yet, go to, I think, did the mic'd up Twitter account post it or what? I think we put it on Instagram. Yeah. I mean, long story short, it's you scaring me. And I'm dead asleep. I'm having a great tiger snooze on the way to somewhere. And I am awakened by the scream of Bloody Mary and thinking I'm going to die in a car accident. And then it's just mellow giggling. It was a good time. A good time was had yeah. by all. I think I put it on my Instagram story the other day, but we do appreciate everybody who is listening live with us in the call-in app. You can still find the podcast on Apple and Spotify, but as you've probably realized, it's going to be published 24 hours later. So the best way to enjoy the show is right here with us on the call-in app. Like I said, every weekday morning at 10 a.m. Central Time, uh, we'll get into all the same stuff that we have been getting into. But the first topic that I did want to talk about today we are going to get into our NFL picks, but first, I have to, I have to talk about this Brian Kelly thing that was going on uh, last night. He's introduced in front of the LSU crowd at a basketball game. You see this happen all the time, and I didn't know why it was trending. I didn't know why I was supposed to watch it, but I actually have a rule myself, and that's if three people that I follow retweet it, I will watch the video regardless of what it is because apparently it's something I need to see. So that's my rule. If I scroll, that's past, a really good rule. If I scroll past it three times, it doesn't look interesting. Whatever. But after three, I, I, I watch it no matter what. And last night I watched this one with Brian Kelly, and I like Brian Kelly. We've been talking a lot about him this week. I think he's going to do very well at LSU. One thing that we saw out of him last night, though, is that my man picked up a little bit of a Southern accent over the last couple of days. Yeah, and I I don't know. I guess maybe it works. I don't know. I mean. The first couple of times I watched it, I didn't really pick up on it. I didn't notice, but I guess it's just because I haven't really listened to Brian Kelly talk. But this morning, I saw someone had did some further research and listened to his goodbye message to the Notre Dame players. And the way he said family was totally different than the way he did in front of the LSU crowd, which is, makes me think he's been hanging out and meeting so many people from Louisiana here in Baton Rouge where he just picked up the accent. And there's, there's a whole scientific... I should say like study to this where it's called the chameleon effect where you pick up an accent or actions from someone when you start interacting with them in short periods of time. And I think that's what's happened to Brian Kelly. I don't know if you remember it or not, but last year we were in Mobile 
One hundred percent mobile. And you picked up a I just, accent, and I didn't notice. And it. I know a lot of people are shitting on Brian Kelly for it. It is funny, but you did do this last year. We were giving you a little bit of shit for it too. After like day two, you had a bit of a southern accent, and we were like, "What are you doing?" And even you were like, "I don't know what you guys are talking about." Yeah, what are we talking about? This is how I talk. I'm it's mobile. Like we, we get it. You're big country, but that's not. That's not how you talk. That's not your accent. You're more of a Missouri accent, and then you started sounding like you're from Mobile. I think what we should do, you should let people hear the southern accent. I, I don't know if I could just do it on the spot, but, you know, it's like sometimes you can. Sometimes you can't. I don't know if this is it or not. You have to sound like you have a bunch of marbles stuck in your mouth. I gotta, I'd like to order a sweet tea, sweetheart. You sound, like you're just, you sound like you're riding a horse. You just walk into a bar, you throw a couple of nickels on the bar, dog, but I'll take some. I'll take a cold one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I get it. You know, dude was born in the wrong area with that voice. This dude looked at Coach Owen and said, oh, that's what y'all want? That's <laughs> what works down here for recruiting? Like, if I can recruit like him and coach like myself, we're fine here. So I don't, I don't hate on it. I mean, I think it's only going to get thick. Thicker and thicker as he yeah. goes into these Louisiana homes and he's talking to mom and dad. It, it's just going to grow from there. So I can't wait to see what Brian Kelly progresses into. I mean, when you make the point like that, do you think it'll change by what state he's in? Because like, if you're from Florida, you have a certain accent. If you're from Texas, you have a yeah. certain accent. The different dialects. Of yeah. It. Probably. That Southern hospitality is clearly there. We praise actors when they do stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Why, why, why wouldn't we praise a head coach? Yeah, which, by the way, not to get like super off track with this, but we kind of already are. It is Friday. How in the world do actors do that? Or have people figured that out? It is crazy. Like, our favorite show right now is Yellowstone. Yeah. Beth Dutton. Mm-hmm. First off, what's up? Second, <laughs> she's like from Great Britain. She's across I think the she's, pond. Yeah, I think she might be from Australia. Okay, so that's even better. Right, but regardless, um, we probably should have researched that a little bit better. But uh, it is amazing how you can look at somebody somebody and like be familiar with all their roles that they play. Idris Alba is another one that gets me um, to see him play in all the roles that he does and then to hear him do an interview and be like, oh, <laughs> you have a very strong accent. <laughs> or people that sing and you'll hear their songs and then you don't even realize that you don't hear that accent come through. And then you see them do an interview when they're just talking. Keith Urban, I don't really like him, but I didn't know that he was Australian for forever. What? You Keith know, Urban is? I didn't know if you were reacting to the fact that I don't like Keith Urban or the fact that he was Australian. Kind of both. was. Yeah. President <laughs> still. He's, he left. He's no longer there. I he think there's American. a discussion to be had about that. Is he Australian? How long has he been here? Um, but he is Australian. But you don't hear it when he sings. You only hear it when he talks. Or maybe if you're you... You've never picked up on that one. Uh, she's from the United Kingdom, by the way. Oh, okay. Yeah, Beth Dutton. Her name is Kelly Riley, or really? I don't know. Maybe it's pronounced different because <laughs> it's over there. Because accent? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. That's amazing. one accent I've never been able to do is an English one. Uh, I've tried the Australian one, and I've tried. The only uh, thing I can say in Australia is, like, what's up, mate? I still, I think I messed it up there, too. I think you're just throwing a, a word in there, too. I don't even know if I'd call that an accent. <laughs> That's just a phrase they use, (laughs) you know. Uh, In other news, though, we had a football game last night, and the Saints take on the Cowboys. We were talking about it a little bit yesterday. Taysom Hill gets the start at quarterback, and it is kind of like a shit or get off the pot situation with Taysom Hill. They keep talking about how he could be the next quarterback, the quarterback of the future, whatever term that Sean Payton wants to use with this guy. 
Last night, though, he throws four interceptions. It doesn't look good. They're only able to score 17 points on the Cowboys. It was a rough outing. I will say, though, about Taysom Hill, I think they deserve – he earned the shot for more reps. You can't just start this guy for one game and then say, okay, it went really bad. You're pulled back to playing tight end and fullback or whatever else it is that he does. But it didn't look good. I don't think he's a future quarterback in the NFL. I think that he is that Swiss Army knife. Um, so I don't see that changing. But I do hope they give him more opportunities to start. Um, if not, you really have to start looking at a guy like Ian Book is your, your next up quarterback there for the Saints. But it didn't look good. But I, I do think that the Saints owe it to him and owe it to themselves. I mean, like I said, Sean Payton keeps deeming this guy the quarterback of the future. Giving up, give him an opportunity to do that then. Don't give him just one start here and then bench him. Uh, give him a couple, you know, two, three starts, see what he can do. It's probably not going to be good. But stop telling me he's the quarterback of the future. Or, you know, give him an opportunity. I mean, that's kind of my thing right now with Taysom Hill is that you gave him the contract last offseason, which was, you know, built on a ton of if we keep him, he gets this. If we don't, then he doesn't get this money. And then they officially do the contract extension uh, last week, I believe. I know we talked about it the other day. But it's, it's one of these things with Taysom Hill. And it's the same point you just made. Is he the guy or is he not? Like last night, we saw some flashes of what he could do as a quarterback. But it wasn't passing the ball. It was running. And right, you know, rush for 100 yards last night. Yeah. And so <laughs> Hurdle the guy, everything. And like that's cool to see. But at the same time, I don't know if that's going to win you football games right now. And if you're the Saints, like you're dealing with a lot of injuries. That's tough. Like the offensive line's beat up. You don't have the best receiver in Michael Thomas playing. We don't even know if he's going to be a saint next year. That's for a later conversation, though. But it's just tough to look at this and go, is this really the guy you're going to ride with the rest of the year? Or is Trevor Simeon going to come back and be like, okay, well, that's the guy. Or do you look at an Ian Book? Because, I mean, Sean Payton showed before, it doesn't really matter who's playing quarterback. I can dial up plays where you just have to deliver the ball somewhat accurately, and we're going to keep marching down the field. So do you want to run off – not run, excuse me, pun intended, I guess. Sir. Do you want to run the offense with Taysom Hill where he's running the ball consistently as a quarterback and risks getting hurt and taking big shots if he's going to continue to hurdle safeties in the middle of the field? Or do you want an Ian Book who is, you know, a, strictly a passing quarterback? Yeah, with Ian Book, he was drafted in the fourth round. Uh, that's pretty high for a quarterback. That's not like, oh, man, we have to see what he can do. But usually if you're drafting a quarterback in the fourth round – you at least want him to be a career backup mm-hmm. for you. You know, you're spending that rookie contract as your backup. So I do think that they should give Taysom Hill a couple more looks, maybe even one more game. Give him one more game. If it looks really bad, pull him. But I think you owe it to yourselves and you owe it to Taysom Hill to give him a true opportunity to be the starter. Even this week, it was like it was rumored that he was going to be the starter. I think a lot of people within the Saints organization knew he was going to be the starter. But give him that full week of – I am the starter. This is my job to lose. Maybe even, I don't know, give him a little bit of confidence. Yeah. Which he probably should have with the Saints because of everything I mean, he, they've said about him. That, I mean, he should have it by now. I feel like he should look a lot better playing quarterback than he has. Like, playing quarterback. Not playing football for the Saints because that we know he's fine. But playing, mm-hmm. like, actual quarterback in this offense with the plays, the playbook, everything. Should be a lot better. Yeah. And a little bit more news from the NFL that came down last night. I was driving home when this one happened. Um, Antonio Brown suspended three games for faking a COVID vaccine card. Uh, 
that feels pretty accurate to me. Three games for faking this. I, I guess you probably could have went more. You probably could have hit him with four games if you really wanted to. But three games for Antonio Brown. I do wonder if his background played into it at all. And I know I even posed the question on Twitter, like, Aaron Rodgers gets a fine, but Antonio Brown gets three games. And to that, it's just more about, like, both of them did something wrong. But Antonio Brown gets three games. Probably should have been more. But still, like, the guy faked a vax card. That's, he really deceived everyone. And everybody in my Twitter mentions, too, is like, well, Antonio Brown deceived everyone. The league actually knew Aaron Rodgers wasn't vaccinated. So that's whatever. I don't really care. But three games, I, this is a, it's actual, it's a felony. <laughs> yeah. I, regardless of how you think or, you know, what you think about the vaccine, faking a vaccine uh, card is a felony. So, and that's a three game suspension. <laughs> what are the legal ramifications here? Is he, is, how much trouble is he going to be in uh, through that? And usually with the NFL, you know, they'll do their, oh, we'll wait and see how this plays out with the legal system. <laughs> Not so much on this one. Uh, they just go ahead and they say three games. And I think one of their other players got suspended too, but Antonio Brown is the one that sticks out. Yeah, and when's gonna be the, when is the last straw going to be pulled for this guy? Like just when you start to think, like, all right, he's out of trouble, he's not in the news, bam, something like this happens. Yeah, I think that this continues to show if you are good at football, you can get away with a lot off the field. And I'm not saying that I agree with that, but those are the facts. If you're good at football, the NFL is willing to ignore, ignore a lot of things that you do off the field. Uh, like I said, whether you agree with that or not. So when is the last straw? I don't know with this dude because it's been very bad. And even like earlier this year, there was talk about other things uh, as well. And then uh, who was it? like his personal chef comes out and it's like, hey, by the way, he faked his vax card. Yeah. And then the NFL is like, oh, OK, well, we will look into that. But I mean, if you're Antonio Brown, why are you bragging about that to your chef? If you're lying and fooling everyone, maybe just keep your mouth shut. Now, I'm not like condoning it. Like, hey, it's okay. Cool. Do it. But like, you got to keep your circle tighter. Yeah. And if you're going to lie about stuff and you're going to be breaking the law, you got to keep your circle tighter. Here's, maybe this guy doesn't have a circle. It, probably not. <laughs> I, I don't know. That, like, it is Antonio Brown. Does he have an entourage or a posse? Does he Obviously have a friend? Not a good one. I think you're right. It's obviously, it's not good because I think people within the circle are like, hey, by the way, <laughs> he faked his back. And there's been even like some things about like, what, the extortion and stuff like that. He's a mess. Yeah. I actually hate him. I don't think he deserves a spot. I'm done with him. Yeah. Uh, I'm at a point. What pissed the chef off? Like, did he fire the chef? And the chef's like, huh, F you, dude. I'm telling everyone your back scar's fake. Or was it like, he didn't like my pork chops today. That's offensive. It was Don't Antonio Brown. It could have been as small as that. Yeah. You said lunch was at 11. It's 1130. Now I'm pissed off at you. Now I'm hitting you. Um, so I, I don't know. I think he's yeah. a terrible human being, uh, and he probably shouldn't be in the NFL. I, yep. You could probably take away the probably. He shouldn't be in the NFL. He's a terrible human being. Uh, but let's get to a little bit of basketball news today, too, because uh, we did have the Saints and Cowboys game last night. But I'll tell you, my attention was pulled to the NBA world where the Memphis Grizzlies beat the Oklahoma City Thunder by 73 points last night. That's an NBA record. And um, I saw somebody tweeting about it. So it was one of those situations where it's like, okay, I'm watching the football game. 
but I'm also watching this basketball game on my phone and like keeping tabs on what was going on with it. And it is, it's really cool to see a team po- score that many points. I think I even saw the official team account tweet out and was like, we can't stop scoring. And at that point, I think they had like 140 points, something just stupid like that. It, it was crazy though, but it's really cool to see a team, even like the Grizzlies, be able to do it. I just, why in the world did this game continue to go on? Like, if you're Oklahoma City, how do you come back from this? Is if there you're a, a player, I know I pause there because I'm just trying to think. If I'm a player for Oklahoma City, I'm in the NBA. And I got beat by 73 points. And it wasn't even, this wasn't like a Kobe Bryant dropping 81 situation. Uh, if you go back and you look at the box scores, their highest scorer on the team scored 27 points. <laughs> they ended up with 152. They only had three players not hit double digits. One of those players had nine, but everybody else is dropping like 11 here, 14, 17. 11. Like everybody just got in on it last night. And John Moran isn't even healthy. He wasn't even out there. So it wasn't even like, oh, John Morant went off. Mm-hmm. No, it was Jaron Jackson Jr. did for 27. <laughs> like even that, like he didn't even go off. Uh, he scored 27 points. It just, I don't think I've ever seen, uh, obviously we haven't ever seen an ass kicking like this because it's a record. But even on the other end, to hold them to 79 points. Just like we talk about in the NFL, like it doesn't matter. Every team in the NFL is hard to beat. In the NBA, it's like every team is hard to beat. The Oklahoma City Thunder beat the Lakers not that long ago. Yeah. And then they come out and just get uh, destroyed. I, you can't even say beat. Like, this is just – that's going to be tough to come back from mentally as a as professional, professional athlete when you get your ass kicked like this. I, you shoot 28% from the three-point line. You can't hit a field goal to save your life. You shot 32% there. I, this is so embarrassing. I think it also kind of maybe goes to show that there are too many games in the NBA. <laughs> like we were talking a little bit yesterday about Adam Silver. He's willing to do certain things. Uh, maybe like an in-game tournament here changes this. Maybe there's a little bit more to play for. But just, you know, that random game on a Thursday night, you're like, ah, I don't really care. Like, <laughs> we're on the road again, just ready to be home. I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. But when you get beat by that many points, there's something going on. And other news in the NBA, too. Uh, LeBron going to coming back from COVID, I feel like he's been out so much this year. And mm-hmm. that's not like me hating on him. Uh, he's been testing negative for COVID, but he's just missed so many games. It's, it's weird because every time I'm you know, tuning into the NBA to see what's going on, it's like, oh, LeBron is out. Yeah. Or now it'll be he's coming back. But it's just been snip, snap, snip, snap for LeBron. At his age, which is weird to say, I think you also have to worry about how it hit him and what the – you know, symptoms were how he's going to come back from, and there's still a lot of season in the NBA. But I do wonder what kind of LeBron we're going to get once he does come back. I've been wondering that all season. Yeah, and uh, the thing is, he's just been dealing with some nagging injuries, and then COVID hit. But like, it seems like he tested positive, and then 48 hours later, it's just not there anymore. So that's good. Hopefully, he is fine. You know, you bring up a good point on like how is it affecting his health right now at his age. But he is in great shape. We know he pays a ton of money to take care of his body. He's very invested in that, which is good, and why he's maintained the success and just the level of greatness over his career. I'm surprised he hasn't put that on Instagram yet. You know, like hashtag king, hashtag greatness, hashtag year 19. Is it year 19? <laughs> hashtag zero dark 19. Is that <laughs> yeah. what he's going for? for Probably. <laughs> hashtag COVID don't stand a chance. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm surprised. We probably just haven't seen it. 
There's probably something on Instagram. Probably. We just haven't seen it. But I do. I hope that he comes back and he's healthy. But I also think you have to ask the question. If you're an NBA fan, like, how is it going to affect him? Because I already was worried. I, I know we used to talk about it with Tom Brady all the time. I think now we've kind of moved that discussion to LeBron of eventually time will win. Eventually you will have to either retire because of these nagging little injuries or you're just not going to be the player that you've always been. And I do wonder if if we're seeing the beginning of that with LeBron James. I hope that we're not, but, I mean, eventually it will happen. Even yeah. with Tom Brady, I think. He might be 60 years old. But well, I hope it happens – I hope it happens to Brady before it does LeBron. My God. You would think a 45-year-old quarterback versus like a what? Is he like 38-year-old basketball player? And like I don't want Tom Brady to be like taken out because of a big hit or anything like that, you know. But I would like him to just maybe just walk off on your own at some point, please, for the love of God. Just stop being so good. <laughs> yeah. Like suck at something for once, you know. <laughs> but he probably won't. Even with Tom Brady, I don't know that he'll ever be bad and then be like, okay, I'm retiring. One thing that like keeps blowing my mind in a way is that we hear he's 45 and it's like, okay, yeah, he's 45 playing quarterback, but let's say he retires this year. I remember when Michael Jordan turned 50 and like how big of a deal it was. It was like the goat Michael Jordan has turned 50 years old. Like here's his 50 best highlight tapes or whatever. That's going to happen for Tom Brady like three years after his career. Maybe. Like that's what blows my mind. Maybe I'm a little bit too much of a Tom Brady homer. And like supporter, we could get that when Tom Brady's playing. I think he could play for five more years. I think so too, with the way he's looking. I mean, he still has the zip on the ball. Like he gets it into those tight yep. windows. He gets it down the field. He's smart. He's healthy. He looks faster than he did when he joined the league, however long ago that was. It's ridiculous. I used to think the TB12 method was kind of a joke. Like, oh, that's I did funny. Too. Like, yeah, you're a quarterback. You're selling your little method. I, we all should start looking into it. <laughs> yeah. like, do I need to start eating the avocado ice cream? Or like those two-hour massages he gets before a game where it's just constantly stretching out that yes, muscle? Yes, please. I bet that dude just loose as a goose. Yeah. I mean, just like LeBron, though, like you said, they invest so much time into their body that it's like you're going to get those optimum performances. And, you know, if you want, if you don't want to invest into your body, you should invest into your look. And that's why I go to Miners in Monroe because I'm not going to work out uh, pretty much ever. But what I am going to do is I'm going to go visit minersinmonroe.com. I'm going to use code MikeDup10, save myself 10% off, and I'm going to layer, layer it up, throw on a hoodie. That's what I have on today. Even though it's 74 degrees outside and it pisses me off, I have shorts on, but at the same time, it's like it's December. I'm at least going to wear a hoodie. Yeah, I, I have the same mindset. I looked at the weather today and it was like, it's Red Friday. I almost walked out of my apartment in a black hoodie. And I said, no, no, no. Red Not Friday today. being a Kansas City Chief thing. Yes, sir. Uh, next up, though, Gunspot. Be sure to visit them at gunspot.com for all your gun and ammo needs. It's not a matter if, it's a matter when. Make sure your position protect you and your family if something is to arise. No reserved auctions. Accessories to your guns right there at gunspot.com. And another guy who's not taking care of his body before we get into some of these um, NFL games is Zion Williamson, a guy that we haven't talked about all year. Um, But I I had a conversation last week at the bar uh, about Zion and about, like, I want to know what he's currently weighing in. Mm -hmm. I want to see that number. And he did have um, some soreness in his foot that probably going to delay that return. Uh, I just I don't know when it's going to happen. Honestly, I kind of forgot about him 
Uh, I haven't <laughs> been paying that close attention to the NBA, yeah. but I did kind of forget about Zion until I saw this report that uh, due to foot soreness, it might look like a little bit longer of a comeback story for him. And that's another guy. Like if I said I was worried about LeBron and how this would affect him, a foot injury to Zion, <laughs> I really wonder what he's going to look like. I haven't seen any pictures of him since the beginning of the season. I think, no offense to him, that's a guy that could put on 20 pounds with an injury. Oh, 100%. Especially with, like, a foot. You know, this isn't a wrist where he's, like, still probably out there on the treadmill getting some laps in or something like that. It's a foot where he can't run. And you know this dude's not just sitting on a bike. (sighs) He's sitting at a booth. He might be one of those stories that we talk about in, like, five years. Like, man, what could have been if he would have just been in better shape? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think so, too. And then the last little bit of NBA news, uh, it's a keeping up with the Kardashians kind of day. I don't know if you saw this, and I didn't bring it up because I wanted to break the news to you. Uh-huh. Tristan Thompson and Khloe Kardashian news today. Uh-huh. Tristan Thompson is expecting a new baby. With Khloe? No. <laughs> so why? <laughs> they are still together. From Again, this is a bit of a running joke with the keeping up with the Kardashians. They just keep tying themselves into sports. <laughs> uh, Tristan Thompson expecting a new baby, but it is not with Khloe Kardashian. Ooh, oh, so he cheated again. <laughs> Homie cheated Honey. again. Honey. Red flags. <laughs> There's like, I, so that many. Goes past a red flag. That's not even like a, oh, he might be. <laughs> it's like a red wall, bro. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> Just, what are you doing? You don't need the money. You yeah. don't need him in your life. Take off. I don't know. But I saw that. It was trending on Twitter this morning. And I saw Khloe Kardashian and I thought, you know what? I'm going to click on it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to see what is actually going on here. What's happening and, and see what it is. And I thought it was uh, with Kim and Kanye. I didn't realize Kanye officially legally changed his name to Ye. So he's no longer Kanye. It's just Ye. I saw that today. But I, mean, you, I saw that they got back together and were seen together. And then he like completely cleaned out his Instagram. Like his Instagram's blank right now. So that's where I thought you were going to go. Keeping up with the Kardashians I when huge, I saw it on the rundown. I'm a huge Kanye fan. But that is not... I like his I, music. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I should say that too. Yeah, because I think he's pretty weird. And he's, he needs some help too. Yeah. So, um, Respectfully... He's a head case. Yeah, very much so. Uh, I did not see that. I thought she was with Pete Davidson. So I did too. I don't know. It's the Kardashians, man. They in and out on everybody. Just when you think you're out, they find a way to pull you back in every <laughs> single time with these ladies. I get it. Like they're, They do a very fantastic job of keeping themselves relevant. Um, I actually found out last week that Kim Kardashian actually had like a, a business where she was like cleaning or organizing like closets and stuff for celebrities. Mm-hmm. And that's how she got her in with the celebrities before yeah. her video release. She was an assistant for Paris Hilton. Oh, no shit. See, I believe I so. More and more. Yeah. And then it was the whole video incident. That's where I knew her from. Yeah. I think a lot of people I, <laughs> I think I'm going to have to just go back to season one of Keeping Up with the Kardashians and just over Christmas break or something. I wonder if that is like a binge-worthy show. I bet it is. Or if it, is it one of those that you can even go back and be like, okay, I'm going to rewatch this. Or is it too outdated? I don't know. But like, I still go back. I'll watch Seinfeld over again. Not to compare. <laughs> yeah. still come at me. Easy, I'm not easy. Comparing, but I'm just saying, there are shows like Seinfeld 
from the nineties that I still think are relevant today. You can go back and rewatch it or the office. I mm-hmm. still can't believe some of the things they say on the office and that was on NBC. Yeah. Uh, maybe the keeping up with the Kardashians is similar to that where you can just binge watch it over and over again. I almost started one tree Hill the other day and I still haven't watched that show. It's, it's so bad. What platform is it on? So good. If you had to take a guess, if you had to stream it, I would probably say it was safe to go to Hulu and you could find it there. Okay. Yeah. Not that I keep up with it all the time, but <laughs> not as much as you keep up with the Kardashians. Apparently not. Cause man, <laughs> over the last two months, I've been seeing so much news about them that it's not even funny. I, I am keeping up with what the Kardashians Well, are the worst part is, is like, we're talking about it here. Our phones are also listening while we're using them in the calling app, which is great. I bet you right. appreciate them. So they're just going to pump out all this Kardashian news on our Twitter feeds, on our Instagram. That's probably why I saw it t- uh, trending. Probably. It's like, oh, you want this news. You need this yeah. news. Your phone's like, Kardashian, huh? Er? Yeah. I'm probably going to be yeah, buying stuff on Instagram now. Um, I'm also keeping up with the NFL world, though. So let's get to some of our game pick game <laughs> picks this week. The first 30 game, minutes into the show. Yeah, uh, yeah is a uh, nice one here. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking on the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, if you're one of our new listeners on the call-in app, one, we appreciate you. Two, you should know that I don't like the Atlanta Falcons, and I think they're bad at football. Actually, I should take that back. I like the Atlanta Falcons. Mm-hmm. I grew up in the Michael Vick era of watching him play. So, like, the Falcons were very cool when I was younger. So I do like the Atlanta Falcons. I just think that they're very bad at football. And even look at their their 5-6 and six record surprises me this year. I don't think they're that good. And the spread on this game is 11 points. I'm looking at Tom Brady, like we just said. Very, very good. We know what he can do to the Atlanta Falcons. I think that I'm going to take the, the Buccaneers to cover this game. Yeah, the Bucs I mean, haven't been playing that great. They had that comeback win against the Colts. But I think this is a really bad Atlanta team that just beat Jacksonville 21-14. to But before that, they lost to the New England Patriots 25 to nothing, mm-hmm. And the Cowboys 43-3. to they just got lucky last week and played a very bad team. So yeah. I think I'm going to take the Bucks, and I think I'm going to take them to cover in Atlanta. Yeah, and the thing with Jacksonville is Jacksonville had opportunities to win that game. They just couldn't put together drives. Several reasons there. Jacksonville's just not a very good football team right now. But with Tampa, you know, they had the, the loss to New Orleans. They go on a bye week. They come back and play Washington and lose that game. And where everyone's kind of starting to look at them like, what is going on? Like, this is a three weeks of just surprises here for the Buccaneers. They get back on track by beating the Giants. They come back winning against Indianapolis last week. And I think that's a game that really gets them back on track in terms of, okay, hey, we're good to go. We're ready. Like, we know what we're capable of. We're all on the same page. Leonard Fournette was tearing it up on the ground. So if you got the run game going, like you're four or five touchdowns last year. Yeah. There's four, four, right? Yep. And you're physically dominating teams. Like, that's something the Falcons are going to have to worry about because they've been dominated several times this year, like you mentioned earlier. And I think that's what's going to happen with the Buccaneers. I mean, this over-under being at 50 and a half as well, I would smash the over with Tampa Bay. They are going to absolutely annihilate the Falcons. Yeah, I didn't even think to look at the over-under, but I, I agree with you on that one. I think they put up a lot of points. Yeah. I guess it could be like a 40 to 14 type game there. Uh, next one, though, the Arizona Cardinals, uh, one of the top teams in the league, according to your power rankings, taking on the Chicago Bears. Uh, they're also coming off of a bye week. So Cardinals favored by seven and a half. They're another team, though. It's like, what is – who's playing quarterback? Yeah. <laughs> is it Kyler Murray? I feel like I've said this for an entire month now. If My fantasy Kyler Murray, team is praying that it is. 
I can't deal I, with Justin Fields, not against this defense. I don't even know. I honestly, I haven't looked into it much to even see if he is. I know that he's listed as questionable. I think that uh, with this game, if you're in like a pick em, I'm taking the Cardinals regardless. I think they can beat the Bears. Are you but taking it, the spread? It, I don't know, because if it's seven Kyler and Murray a half. playing, yeah, I'll, I'll take it. I think that he's But here's the straight. thing. 37 degrees with rain in Chicago. So the, I, that's weatherman big country. Yes, that sir. does change my mind a lot. Uh, Kyler Murray, small hands. Big arms, small hands, though. Small body. Very small. I think that's going to limit the <laughs> amount of points you can score. So I will take the Bears to cover the spread, Cardinals to win. Yep, I'm right there with you. Regardless of who the quarterback is. Yep, not to be a copycat, but that's where my mindset was and why I wanted to bring up the weather because Arizona, lately, you know, we've seen them without Kyler Murray, but they've still been able to score and kind of put points on the board. We'll ignore the game against Carolina. But Chicago, they just can't seem to score more than like 20 points the last couple weeks. It just hasn't looked good. We've talked about it earlier this week, I believe. How is Jim Nagy still the coach there? That doesn't make any sense. Matt Nagy, excuse me. Not the senior bowl rep- <laughs> leader. No, he's doing a very yeah. good job. <laughs> he's job. Kill- that uh, Nagy's killing it. Jim Matt Nagy should go to his board and say, hey, by the way, somebody came for the throne. I'm still reigning here. <laughs> yeah. I need a race because he deserved it. <laughs> After this Man. year, if, you've been, if you're like a draft nerd like we are, Jim Nagy needs a raise. Matt Nagy needs fired. <laughs> yeah. And that's keeping up with the Nagy's. <laughs> <laughs> with this game, though, picking the Cardinals to win. Chicago Bears to cover the spread. <laughs> uh, next game. Saw this one early on the, in the schedule. and thought, oh, okay, here we go. Uh, the Los Angeles Chargers visiting the Cincinnati Bengals. This was the circle it on the calendar because of Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow. Coming into this season, I know we posed a question, who would you like to start your franchise with? Everyone was saying Justin Herbert. Mm-hmm. Now I think a lot of that discussion has changed. So maybe Joe Burrow is a little bit closer in the running. They have very similar numbers. Herbert's thrown for a little bit more yards, two more touchdowns, uh, 24 touchdowns, 10 interceptions for Herbert, 22 touchdowns and 12 interceptions for Burrow. But I, I do think that they've been playing right there very similarly. Nah, two still good young quarterbacks, but I maybe the hype was just built up too much for them. I was about to say they really haven't lived up to expectations, but I, I don't think that's their fault. They are playing very well for year two quarterbacks. Yep. Um, but I am excited to see this game. I do think that it's it's not so much a rivalry, but it is like a you know, hey, we're both two really good young quarterbacks in the league. So I, I do think there is a little bit more in play here, and the Bengals are three point favorite in this one at home. Yeah, and I'm taking the Bengals actually to win this football game. It's going to be sunny, a little bit cloudy, 39 degrees in old Cincinnati, Ohio. But I'm going to roll with the Bengals strictly because Joe Mixon has been tearing it up as of late on the ground. And I think that running game is going to be a huge difference for them where it's going to suck in the defense for the Chargers, and then Joe Burrow is going to be able to hit them over the top. You know, whether it is a Jamar Chase or Tyler Boyd or anybody else that they have in terms of receivers. I was looking at my fantasy team the other day, and I realized I had three Bengals starting and I was like, really? what in the world am I doing? It worked out, but I was like, my God, Austin, how did you take it easy? Who are the other two? You have Mixon. Mixon, uh, Jamar Chase at receiver, and then the tight end's name, who, his last name I botched it. Oh, Don't yeah. try to say it. Uzma? Yeah, I think that's right. Maybe I just got it right Mixon there. Mixon has been go. playing very Speaking well. Speaking of saying names wrong, with Kanye, the Y-E, it's not yeah. E, it's Ye, like Kanye. Yeah. Fucking idiot. 
My bad. I, when you said it, I thought that, but it was like, I don't know. I haven't been keeping up enough. The best part of this, this is what I love about the call app is that people can listen to the show live. The way I've been explaining it is like, hey, it's like a podcast and a radio coming together because people can enjoy the show live and we have our text line back. <laughs> I just love the message that comes through. It's yay, like yay, Y-A-Y. <laughs> yeah. Like Kanye, yeah. Uh, but we do appreciate, it. Uh, again, our great listener of ours, Brooks Quint, coming through with the stats and research right there for us. <laughs> and we do appreciate the people that are listening live, even if it's something where we mess up. I think we're both pretty humble guys, and it's like, you know, we're going to say something wrong. I don't have a choice but to be humble because I mispronounce a lot. Some of the names are, are tough. That one maybe you should have got uh, because it is literally. I didn't see the message from Brooks. I saw it from my buddy Hayden. So I'm getting roasted in two separate chats. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you are. Uh, but it is it's great to have that live interaction. And if you are listening to this on Apple or Spotify still, we appreciate you. But I do think like 10 o'clock right here. Yeah. That's the way to do it. It's, it. Hit it live right here in the call-in app. If you have any questions about it, send us a DM. They're open. They always are. Yep. I don't really understand the people that close them. I don't either. You. Unless you have like a million followers now if you're like a female i totally get it i feel bad for I, a lot of them i will agree there's with that there's some creepy ass dudes out there i used to talk to Paige about it all the time and yeah. i'd be like hey is it really as bad as like people make it out to me and she'd be like, yeah like at least once a week i get a creepy dm from some just random dude and that she said like that would be like a slow month if it were only once a week it's like that what? is ridiculous also fellas stop yeah like i get shoot your shot but like you know what else? You ain't got to be a full court shot, man. Sometimes a layup's nice. I'm like, just a simple, hey. Maybe I'm stupid. Maybe I'm too small town or small brain. Why are you shooting your shot with people who are on the other side of the country? <laughs> yeah. Like, what are you, what's, what's your plan there? I don't get it. Again, maybe I'm too small town. Yeah. But if you're not in my tender range, why am I shooting my shot? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Slide in my DMs. Tell me why I'm wrong and how you're having all this success sliding in the DMs of girls who are in California when you're in New York. Like maybe if you travel a lot. Yeah. But at the same time, how often are you traveling across the country like that? Now, I'm sure there's some people that are like, oh, I do it all the time. Yeah, that's all I do is travel. Good, dude. I don't. <laughs> so that's the I, difference. I have opened my Tinder range before to like the travel mode and be like, oh, okay. I'm actually going to be in Chicago, Illinois. Or wherever. Uh-huh. But even then, I don't know. Maybe too small. Small brain, small town. Uh, I don't Quick even question. know. question. If you do the travel mode, you got to pay for that, don't you? Yeah. I don't do that anymore. Oh, okay. Baller on a budget. I hear you. Hey, <laughs> if you ain't going to love me here, I ain't going to love you there. It feels a little desperate to pay for it, too. I don't want to offend anyone. Yeah. It feels a little desperate. It does. Yeah. I, I mean, how many super likes you really want to give out there, fellas? <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> Sometimes I'll get crazy, though, or not anymore, but I used to. When we would travel back before the pandemic and I could travel a lot, and it'd be like, you ran out of swipes. If you want more, pay for them. <laughs> like, nah, I'm good. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's, a, that's a sign that I can take. Like, stop. It has been tempting, though, because it's like you run out of swipes. And it's like, ah, I 
really want to swipe right on that. And I'll tell you what, you don't run out of swipes on an ugly one. No, (laughs) it'll be a pretty girl right there. And you're like, hell yeah, swipe right. And they're like, oh, but you can't. Son of a bitch. (laughs) Sorry about you. Um, Anyway, I'm sorry. What game are we on? On the Chargers, sorry, on the Bengals. I think the Bengals win this game too. The Chargers, they've just let me down this year. I thought they were going to be good. I bought into the hype. And now here we are in December, and I don't even know if they're good. So I am going to take the Bengals to cover the spread in that one. The next game is a real exciting one. The Minnesota Vikings versus the Detroit Lions. Um, I don't want to talk about it. I don't know if you need to. It's not going to be good. I'm not going to watch it. The spread is 7.5. I'm going to take the Vikings because the Lions suck. I'm actually going to take the Lions to cover. They're 7-4 against the spread. Their record doesn't show it, but against the spread, they haven't been awful. They've been in a lot of close games. I'm actually going to take the Lions here just because I think everyone's just annoyed with Kirk Cousins on the Minnesota Vikings right now. (laughs) So it's like the only real concern is Alexander Madison just going off again on the running game. Right, Dalvin not going. Yep. I meant to pick him up earlier in the week, and I forgot to because I picked him up when Dalvin Cook was in a little bit of trouble. And I dropped him because Allen Robinson became available. I probably should have kept Madison. Yeah. That's whatever. I'm, I'm not doing well in fantasy football anymore. I went on a nine-game winning streak. And now that it's like almost playoff time in fantasy sports, it's not looking good for me. Man, when I went through all He's my drafts. hate Matt Stafford. I'll tell you that. He is ruining things for me. Yeah. Like, I'm at a point where the season started. I was like, let's go. Like one league, I got Saquon Barkley and CK Elliott running back. I'm like, pfft. Comeback seasons for both of them. Just kidding. Ezekiel Elliott, five points last night. What the hell? They, just, they don't run the ball anymore. No. Which is crazy. And when they do, it's Pollard that goes off for like a massive run that zooms by absolutely everybody. Yeah. He was our Not player Ezekiel. of the day, and he had seven carries mm-hmm. for 70 yards and a touchdown. It does. It, now, granted, it one of them. there was one big chunk play. Right. But like the fact that he can get the explosive plays and do that and not Zeke, Kind of starting to become concerning. That's almost it, what the running game is anymore, though. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah, they're going to shut you down for two, three yards here, and then you're going to blow up for a 40 yard gain. Yeah. Power and hour. So, yeah, that's what fantasy sports is. It's tough. I, I know you were talking about how you don't want to take even running backs anymore. You're a little Not in the first down. round. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of Saquon, his team takes on the Miami Dolphins this weekend. The Dolphins have been playing a little better. Uh, they are on a four game win streak right now. Those teams, however, the Houston Texans, the Baltimore Ravens, the New York Jets, the Carolina Panthers, I think three of those teams are bad. The other one is the Ravens, who have just looked unfocused at times. Uh, you may, maybe a little complacent. I don't know. Or they're also just hurt. So I don't know what's happening with the Ravens. But in this game, I do feel pretty confident in taking the Miami Dolphins uh, against the Giants, who I don't think are a good team. And uh, the spread on this one is five. It's in Miami. I'm going to take the Dolphins, and I'm going to take them to cup. Yeah, and I, I don't like the idea that I'm being a copycat with you here, but we're on the same page with a lot well, of these so teams smart. and games. <laughs> Nerd alert. Um, well, I'm actually going to roll with Miami. I just I don't see anything out of New York that just excites you for this matchup here. Like the Dolphins, you can see because, hey, they've been winning, you know, the last four out of their five games. That's awesome for them. They look like they're kind of getting back on track. You know, you mentioned their schedule, though, like who they've kind of played and who they have it. And, like, the Giants, you kind of hung in there with Kansas City. You beat the Raiders. You got destroyed by Tampa. You beat Philly. So it's like you're all over the place on who's playing and who's not playing. And even Daniel Jones uh, out uh this week. He is officially out? Yeah, According to ESPN, he is on the injury report as out. 
was that neck injury. Now, I will say this news came out, I think it was Monday night. Mm-hmm. At the same time that I think Brian Kelly was going to LSU. And LeBron had also just tested positive for COVID. And at the same time, like the Tom Pelissaros, that Adam Schefters were also trying to get in there with tweets about like Daniel Jones and his sore neck. And that's when we were talking about, I was literally like, shut the fuck up guys. Like I don't (laughs) care about Daniel Jones right now. I don't want to see your tweets. I only want to see it from like Bruce Feldman and the college football guys. We've got big news going on over here. I don't give a shit about what happened to Daniel Jones. I'm sorry. It's not on my radar. It's not relevant right now. Stop. You want to send one tweet because like that's your job and you're required to fine. I don't need three tweets from the same account about Daniel Jones ever. <laughs> Not even if he's cut. Do I need three tweets in a row of like a thread? Don't never thread Daniel Jones ever. <laughs> okay. Let's just like, let's make that a, a thing that we do for the future. Uh, keeping with the New York team. So the Eagles take on the Jets. This is another just bad versus bad. Uh, this game is only important because of draft implications. That's yeah. it. Uh, the Eagles are a seven point favorite. I think the Eagles win this one, but that is that's a hefty spread for two bad teams. I think I'm going to take the Eagles to cover, even though they played so badly against the Giants. I still think that Jalen Hurts can be good. And, I mean, I've seen him score three touchdowns on the ground before. Mm-hmm. The game. So I think I'm going to take the Eagles. I don't feel super confident about it, but I don't. This Jets defense is also very bad. So I, I am going to take the Eagles. I am going to take them to cover. Probably going to be a very bad, ugly game. Probably not close to. Like these teams are both bad. I think the Eagles are much more advanced than the Jets, though. Yeah, and I mean, the Jets are allowing 30 points a game as well as over 400 yards. The Eagles are just like, thank God, finally a matchup where we can just go take over because New Orleans, they did beat that, but New Orleans has been known to have a decent defense, and Philadelphia just went off that week somehow. And then when you play the Giants, I don't necessarily know what happened last week, but you lost that game. So if you're Jalen Hurts, maybe this is a game for you to kind of get yourself back on track and you're good to go. And people can be looking at it like, okay, the development's working there with Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles. So I think the Eagles do win this game. Now covering the spread, I think that is going to be tough as well, but I am going to take the Eagles. I wouldn't put it in a parlay though, just because it's more of like a, eh, not really sure who they are right now week to week. Yeah. You're probably not getting much return off that one in a parlay. Either the last of the early noon kickoff games for us here in the central time zone, the Indianapolis Colts going to Houston to take on the Texans. The Colts have looked really good. I know they lost last week against Tampa Bay. I don't think you're going to make those same mistakes again uh, against the Texans. Uh, I, I think that the Colts win this one. The spread on it is 10, though. I don't know how I feel about that one. Carson Wentz looked really good. I knew it was coming. But he also, like... That game was out of hand. <laughs> it was almost like, man, I wish they'd put on a more competitive football game. And then Carson Wentz brought the Buccaneers back in the game. That's <laughs> what so, he does best. He didn't want them to feel left out. Like, hey, guys, come on. We're playing a football game. Come back. And it's like, whoa, not that much. <laughs> I'll tell you what it is. I think that if he gets the score and he's, it's too out of hand, he's afraid they're going to bring in Sam Ellinger. And once, <laughs> once Sammy gets in there, he's taking that job. What? You can't, you can't let Sam Ellinger on the field. I would be shocked if Sam Ellinger <laughs> took that job. <laughs> I'm kind of joking, but I would love to see it. <laughs> I would, too, though, in a way of just like, go ahead. Finally got a quarterback oh. from Texas doing something in the NFL. That's super cool. Hey, Cole McCoy is still playing in the NFL somehow. Not well. <laughs> <laughs> but he's there. That counts for something. He's, all, he's our only hope. <laughs> that's, that's all we have is Texas. Yeah. 
It's Colt McCoy. Uh, I am going to take the Colts, though. I'll take them to cover. Uh, Ten points is a lot, but I think they can do it against the Texans. I'm going to take them as well, and I think it's just going to be because of the running game. Like, the defense for the Texans, where I know we talked about it off-air a little bit uh, earlier in the week, but, like, that defense can cause turnovers, and they have the last couple weeks, you know, beating Tennessee, and then last week you play the Jets and you lose, but the fact that you're still able to get turnovers on that game and do enough to keep you, keep you in it, I don't know if you can here against the Colts because – T.Y. Hilton, every single time he plays the Texans. He loves T.Y. Hilton. Only against the Texans. This is the only one time he shows up, he's like, I'm going to smash the Houston Texans. Nobody knows why. I don't get it. But it's like, this is the one team where he goes off and then he disappears again for the season. All right. Uh, so I'm uh, taking the Colts. Bet, uh, for you as well that I think we can both agree on is getting to Club 609, the best bar in the world. Uh, for our local listeners, you have to check it out. You just have to if you haven't. Uh, Two-for-one drink specials. They're happy hour, which is... So it needs renamed. It's from 2 p.m. <laughs> until 8 p.m. with two-for-one drink specials and $2 draft pours at Club 609 with some phenomenal appetizers. I'll tell you, I go through spurts. I, I'm on like a rotation. I've been going through the chat nachos recently. Mm-hmm. Now it's, it's about time for me to make my return to the potato skins. It has been a minute since you had the potato skins. Yeah, I'm, I very much get in a routine. And it will be like nachos, 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 three weeks in a row or you know, more than that sometimes. And then it's like, boom, I'm back on the skins. Yeah. But we'll see. And it's not like those are the only two options that they have. No, it's a whole freaking menu. There's like 12 to 15 appetizers yeah. on that menu. It's a and new menu. The one thing I love about it, though, with the appetizers, they treat it as like, hey, these aren't your bar bites. These are your appetizers. Do you want it as a meal or as an appetizer? Oh, yeah. And that's what I usually do. Yeah. Yeah, and if a lot a of people group, do. They're just so good. Yeah, and they're, they're huge. The teriyaki beef bites? <laughs> what are they? Teriyaki beef bites. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, Those sound delicious. They are teriyaki beef bites. <laughs> um, usually, I, most people, I think, would go in there and they split the appetizers because it is for like the, the table. It's not like a single <laughs> yeah. appetizer. I have known many of people that will eat the entire plate of Chad Nachos, which is delicious it'll get you we need we do need to tell people that it is not you that can do that it is not is it? yeah you'd be surprised at the individual who i'd can't be hurting i would be brutal you know it's never the big guy either it's no. not like some morbidly obese dude that walks in and is like i'm gonna kill this entire place. i'll take the chat nachos no it's the five eight guy with all the metabolism that's like yeah give me the nachos <laughs> she can have whatever she wants too but the nachos are mine. Yeah. It's, it baffles me. Uh, let's get to more of these uh, sponsors, though. Also, Downtown Lube, a great sponsor of ours. Yeah, absolutely. And you can visit them at downtownlube.com for their full list of services. They do specialize in tires and lube. They pride themselves on getting you in and out as quickly as possible and making sure your vehicle is taken care of. They're right here in Joplin, Missouri, off Main Street. And first, you can't miss it. Mark Edder and the guys, great customer service, great work. Be sure to visit them again at downtownlube.com. And I love our, our great local sponsors. I know not everybody can get to our local sponsors, but I would say uh, probably a good idea to support your local businesses wherever you are, too. It just For me, it feels better knowing that my money is going to a person that I know. Yeah. Instead of like, man, this is, money's going to work its way up the chain to some corporation, some franchise. Uh, I don't know. I, just, I feel better about the locally owned aspect of it. I'm right there with you. All right. Next game for you, the Washington... I about called him the R word. The Washington football team 
about reverted back. Uh, the Washington football team taking on the Las Vegas Raiders. This one just looks weird on my screen. It's like I went five years back in time, and I don't know either of these teams. I about <laughs> said the Washington old name versus the Oakland Raiders. That's not the case. Don't go to <laughs> Oakland. That's not where this game is. It is right there in lovely Las Vegas. It's weird because the Raiders started out the season so well. It, <laughs> it's not weird. I, it all makes sense. And then things fell apart for him. And then November like, comes on the around. Field, off the field, it, it hasn't been good. They win against Dallas. Maybe that was the turnaround game. But it's almost like the opposite with Washington. They were kind of playing good. We were excited about that defense. Then they just start losing all these games. But now they've won three straight against questionable teams, but probably pretty good ones. <laughs> yeah. Tampa Bay, they are good. The Washington football team beat them. Carolina Panthers, they beat them. The Seattle Seahawks, they beat them. So I, I do think this is a pretty telling game this weekend with the Raiders and Washington. Um, this is pretty much a pick em. The Raiders are a one-point favorite. I think I'm going to take the Raiders mainly because of home field advantage. There's definitely a home field advantage in Las Vegas. I, I believe that. And I do think that they can build off that win over the Cowboys. If you can beat the Cowboys, you can beat Washington. So I'm taking the Raiders in this one. I am as well, just because I do think they're back. I think them playing, I shouldn't say back, but the fact that you were able to beat Dallas, you were kind of get everything on the same page. Darren Waller being out, though, is kind of concerning. Um, I believe he's, he's listed as doubtful right now, but with the injury that he faced last week um, playing the Cowboys, we'll see how much that kind of nags him and what his impact is. But I think the later the the later, the Raiders have found a way to kind of get things going in the right direction now after all the chaos that they faced a, over a month ago. So if that is the case, I am going to take the Raiders. Like you said, the home field advantage is clearly there. I love it. I also think Bruce Buffer is just doing the the intro for them all the time because I noticed it when the Chiefs played. I don't know if it's just prime time or if it's like every home game, but I want to watch them. I'm going to watch this game just so I can see if he does it. And this is a, a 3 o'clock kick on Fox. Yeah. So you can check that one out. Uh, the next game for you, good, have fun watching the opener to that one. <laughs> the next game, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars taking on the Los Angeles Rams. The Rams also need um, a reset game. Surely you can get it against the Jaguars. God, you'd hope so. <laughs> like, if not, seriously, let's question Sean McVay. Because <laughs> if you can't beat the Jaguars right now with this team – that they have, but we talked about, I think we talked about it earlier in the week. It's a bit of a trap game for them, though, because they face the Jaguars this week, and I do think that a lot of people in the NFL are looking at this Jaguars team and saying, okay, we, we're going to beat them. No problem here. And next week, they face the Arizona Cardinals. That's a, a division opponent. That's a kind of an NFC championship uh, preview almost. Yep. So I do think that this could be a little bit of a trap game for the Rams, a team that hasn't been playing well anyway. And I think that with this game, you're coming off of three straight losses. If you're the Rams, two good teams. Uh, the Tennessee Titans and the Green Bay Packers, you lost to them. You also lost to the 49ers. So that's not good. You probably yeah. shouldn't have lost that game. And the Jaguars, as we've seen before, they can't sneak up on you, even if it's not a big win. Uh, they can beat teams. They beat Buffalo. So uh, who knows what will happen. I am going to take the Rams in this one. The point spread is 13. And that's where I'm looking at it, and I'm toying with – that's a lot of points. Are the Rams 13 points better than the Jaguars right now? Probably. But it's that trap game. It's that look ahead to, uh, I don't know if, if I trust them that much. So I think I'm going to take the Jaguars to cover. It sounds stupid. I, like, I chuckled about it. When I, said <laughs> it. 
but I think I'm going to take the Jaguars to cover because I do think the Rams are going to struggle because of a look-ahead game to the Cardinals. I get it. It makes sense. But I'm taking the Rams all the way here. Like, even with Odell being questionable or possibly out with the hip injury, also thank God the Chiefs didn't get him now because he's just been banged up and he hasn't been that effective or efficient in that offense whatsoever for the Rams. But for them, I think this is the game for the Rams to kind of get everything going again. Kind of just like I mentioned with the this last is game scrimmage. Of the yeah, like this is hey, take care of your business, do your job, go win this football game, and now let's just carry that over into playing Arizona. Because if Arizona, like if Kyler Murray does play this week and they get him back, the Cardinals are going to be ready to go, especially for this matchup. And if you're Matthew Stafford, who we know is also dealing with some injuries himself now, Use this as a game to just kind of get back in sync. Just calm down in the pocket, make your reads, make your throws, tone it down a bit, and go win this football game. And maybe this is an opportunity for Sean McVay, too, to just kind of get back into his rhythm of play calling because it's been looking odd lately as well. Yeah, and I do think Matt Stafford being banged up is probably part of that. Uh, but regardless, I mean, if he's out there, you got to look good against the Jaguars. Uh, the next game in NFC North rivalry the Baltimore Ravens going to Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. The Steelers haven't won a game since November 8th. They've got a tie against Detroit. That should count as a loss, by the way. It should. A tie against the Lions. Then they lost to the Chargers, and they got badly beaten by the Bengals. So they are another team that desperately needs a win. I don't think they're going to get it, though. And I'll give you a little credit. We haven't visited this in a while, but you did make some claims early on in the season that you thought – the the Steelers would be bad and maybe even a top 10 draft team. I do think we're seeing it fall apart for them. And I don't think that they beat the Ravens on Sunday. This point spread in this one is four and a half to the Ravens. I'm going to take that one. Uh, I know that the Ravens are battling with a lot of their own stuff going on, but I think that they can beat this, this Steelers team. Yeah, It hasn't looked good. So I am taking the Ravens and I'm taking them with the points too. I actually, I'm going to take the Steelers to cover it. And my reasoning for this is because it is a home game. But I think the Ravens win and that the way that they win is going to be in such a heartbreaking fashion against the Steelers that they just crumble after this. Like, I think this is a game that breaks the Steelers and possibly Big Ben for the rest of the year where it's just like, that's it. We're done. Let's just settle with the top 10 pick in the draft. Look forward to next year. We have talent at receiver. We clearly have our running back in Najee Harris. Our defense is very talented. They're dealing with some injuries and being banged up right now. They have a tight end in Pat Faramuth as well. You're just missing that athletic quarterback that can get the ball out of his hand efficiently and effectively. They don't have that right now with big. Just draft Ben Roethlisberger again, but like the 22-year-old version. (laughs) Yeah. You know, the big arm, the athletic ability, everything that you want there. Uh, The rest of the schedule looks pretty tough for the Steelers, too. I think that's something we've talked about. You get the Ravens this week, but then you're going to face the Vikings, the Titans, the Chiefs, Browns, and Ravens again to end the season. So I do think that there is a very good possibility that they get defeated for the rest of the year. It's yeah. crazy to say that about a Mike Tomlin team, but I think you have to look at the reality of what that team looks like right now. Beat up offensive line, a quarterback that's doing nothing but getting older and less and less mobile. I think teams are really going to start to take advantage of that with Big Ben. And I, I do kind of like the Steelers, but even like their defense is beat up too. So it's, it's not looking good in Pittsburgh. Uh, two more games though. The San Francisco 49ers going to Seattle to take on the Seahawks. I think um, the Seahawks are another team we have to look at. I know that there was talk um, that they were going to sign Adrian Peterson. And they were talking about how, like, clearly they're still in a win-now mode. 
They are three and eight on the season. <laughs> what mode are you? are not in win mode. Like, I know they're not used to this. It's time to punt on the win now mode. You're not <laughs> going to get ahead of the, the Rams. You're not going to get ahead of the Cardinals. You're probably going to lose this weekend to the 49ers. I guess maybe you're this is like one last hurrah. Like, yeah, if we can beat the 49ers, maybe we can find a way in. I don't think they beat the 49ers, though. 49ers a three-point favorite in this game. I'm actually going to take the 49ers. I don't know if I've done that all year. <laughs> but that's what I mean. This game's in Seattle, too. I can't believe I'm doing this. Uh, but I am. I'm going to take the 49ers to win this game on the road in Seattle. That running game, um, I think a lot of people are assuming that Elijah Mitchell is going to go off. It's probably going to be someone else because we're all starting to think it's Mitchell. Yeah. That's what the 49ers do. Just when you think you know who's going to rush for 100 yards, boop, here comes a backup and he rushes for 100 Wrong. yards. Uh, but somebody will. Yeah, but I do think the 49ers win this game. Yeah, I mean, Seattle's on a three-game losing streak. San Francisco 49ers on a three-game winning streak. That's the difference. San Francisco stays winning. I'm going to pick them as well and to cover the spread here um, against the Seattle Seahawks in Seattle. And I yeah. think the fan base just kind of maybe loses it this week as well. Yeah, I, I think that a lot of people are going to join us on the talk of rebuilding in Seattle after this week. Uh, yep. I mean, especially if they do lose, like we're predicting here. And then the last game, uh, Sunday night game, the Denver Broncos against the Kansas City Chiefs. This one gets flexed to Sunday night. And the Chiefs are a nine-and-a-half-point favorite in this one. I was kind of surprised to see this one get flexed. Uh, with Denver, you look at the way that they've been playing – as of late, it's they've surprised you at times, and they'll beat teams like the Cowboys. They'll beat the Chargers, but they also lost to the Eagles, and like badly, lost badly mm-hmm. to the Eagles. I think this game is not going to be close. I'm going to take the Chiefs. I'm going to take the nine and a half points. Uh, I don't care if it sounds like a homer. I'd rather be right uh, than anything. So I, I'm not like even standing on a soapbox and be like the Chiefs are back, but I still think they're better than the Broncos. One hundred percent. I feel confident in that. And it's going to be a beautiful night in Kansas City, 59 degrees, cloudy. Love to see that. I think we're going up to the game, or at least maybe I am. But I think this is a big game for the defense for Kansas City because I think they're going to get after whatever quarterback is playing, whether it is Teddy Bridgewater or Drew Locke. I think that the defense is, is kind of starting to become or you know come into its own here. It's looked better over the last couple of weeks. We know that. But it's been against kind of like iffy teams. Like you play the Cowboys that are beat up. You play the Raiders. We know how that matchup usually goes. But then you play the Packers with Jordan Love. And it was like from then on, it was like everything kind of started to click for the defense. And I know the competition level wasn't there offensively. The Broncos, they do have talent on offense. But it's just kind of that offensive line at times where it's a little questionable in what quarterback is going to do what, what, te- what form of – what version of Teddy Bridgewater do we get this week? He's the same guy. You know what I mean? He's going to wear the two gloves. He's going to dink and dunk his way down the field. And I think they're going to be able to get after him and cause some turnovers as well. And then the offense, I just need them to explode. I need Josh Gordon to do something to just show us, like, this was a good pickup. Yeah. Luckily, you didn't give anything for him. <laughs> so it's more of like a just, for the love of God, be effective. Like, just have a touchdown reception. What would you define going off as for Josh Gordon? Like, realistically? Yeah. Five receptions, 70-some yards, and a touchdown. Okay. I think that um, – call me when he gets – three catches that's fair that's why i said going off <laughs> yeah um going that's off, my like version of going off would be five catches like tyree kill going yards. off that's 12 receptions <laughs> yeah. 200 some yards and three touchdowns which we've seen before yeah for me what am i classifying going off as for josh gordon three catches 40 yards 
it may be a touchdown. Yeah. And the thing is, like, Travis Kelsey, I believe that over the last five matchups, he's had 100 yards receiving against this Broncos defense. So yeah. he's going to have another big game. That's kind of where it's like, I wonder if they're going to try and take away Tyree Kill. It's clearly not working out with McCole Hardman. Marcus Robinson loves to drop wide open passes. And that's why I think there's a possibility Josh Gordon can do something this week. I'm probably going to be wrong. It's going to be Byron Pringle again. It's like, God dang it, just start them. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think that it's that important, but both of us taking the Chiefs in this one. But that is it for us today. We thank you guys for joining us. A little bit longer of a show than you're used to on the call line app. Uh, But again, we'll be back on Monday right here, 10 a.m. Central Time on the call line app. A great way to interact with us. Um, Even maybe start to get some of our listeners uh, speaking on the show is something that we can toy around with if we trust them or not. I think we can. Uh, but we will be back on Monday. If you're not doing anything this weekend, definitely slide into Roper Kia. Check out what they have. Uh, go online, roperkia.com. Check out their inventory. If you mention us here at Mike Up, you can save yourself $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride. But we do appreciate you guys for joining us today. Again, we'll be back on Monday, 10 o'clock right here.